It's what we do, baby! This is Race Wars. Race Wars. I have the power! Yeah! How's it feel? With Kurt Metzger. You're out of your fucking mind, dude. And Sherrod Small. Settle down, bitch. Race Wars. Race Wars. Race Wars in the building. Oh, what a week. What a week. What a week. I've been watching this confirmation hearing. The confirmation hearings for Judge uh, Barrett. Yeah, okay. Update us. I have missed it. Uh, it's, it's been some good stuff. I mean, what happened? Get confirmed because you know uh, the Republicans got the votes to get her in yep. uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg's seat, Mm-mm. but um, which is a, a she's a, she's more of a contrast to Ruth Bader Ginsburg than fucking uh, old dirty bastard. <laughs> 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 she was answering a lot of shit, and um, first of all, you know the first thing I got is race wars. So the first thing that strikes me about this uh, the judge is her two black Haitian kids. <laughs> what? Wait, how did she have two black Haitian kids? How does the Republican have two black Haitian kids? Didn't he adopt them from uh, the earthquake? She adopted two black Haitian kids that, uh, you know, it's her children. She calls them her children. And you know what? I want to believe in it. Like, (laughs) you know, I want to because these kids, you know, and gave them a home and, you know, gave them a better situation than they were in in Haiti. But at the same time, I'm like, these poor kids. <laughs> Why? Why these poor like kids? A Christian cult, didn't she? Because, first of all, take them out of the earthquake and put them in a cult. Well, she's Catholic. Is that a cult? Well, her, yes. her group that she's in, those, uh, what's the name of the group that she's in? They talked about that too during the confirmation hearing. The Handmaiden's Tale. Oh, yeah, well, she was called the Handmaiden in that group. They changed the, the, the title now from Handmaiden. <laughs> Uh, to uh, woman leaders, which I think is more derogatory. Why not just leaders? <laughs> Leaderesses. <laughs> Leaderesses. But yeah, her two black kids, I mean, I want to believe, first of all, it's already hard being a, a black kid. But she got one boy, one girl. The girl, the, the daughter is 17, and the son is younger. I think maybe 12 or something. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But it's already hard being a black kid. And now it's harder being a Haitian black kid. Now it's harder being a Haitian black kid surrounded by white uh, white people. Mm-hmm. And definitely during this time in America where there's all this racial tension and, and you, 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 feel, you might feel like you're a million miles away from reality as a black kid. Yeah. So where, was, where does she live? Where, did, where are these children now? I think, Florida, I'm gonna say Florida, I'm not sure. And I mean, if, if, I, if I can speak from my own experience as a black kid. <laughs> Wait, let's introduce, let's introduce yeah, our guest, can, first of all. Hold on, because we all know each other, but the listeners don't know you. So right, Brooke, everybody introduce themselves. So Brookie, you have friend of the show. Everybody's a friend of the show, but Brookie, you've been on the show before. Right? Brooke Arnold's comedian. I've been on the show. I've been on the show. I'm on the show now. <laughs> Currently on the show. Been on the show. Friend of the show. Studio and Shira would smoke us out. That was more fun than this. That was the best. <laughs> I hate Zoom shows. Zoom shows, I hate them. Hate them, hate them. I can't wait to do shit in person again. Yep. I'm doing comedy in person tonight. Yeah. Good for you, oh, that, Where? Where's the show? At the Grizzly Pair. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. Now, P, introduce yourself. I'm Periel Ashenbrand. I am a writer and a comic and a producer. And, um, I basically had to just come on here to see Sherrod. <laughs> yeah, I've been, I've been in and out, huh? I got to come uh, do the, 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 the Comedy Cellar table show, though, you know. 
Yeah. But have y'all been watching the confirmation hearings at all? Have you, anybody watched some today? I missed it entirely. No, I need to be fully caught up. I mean, they've been going to call Klobuchar when I started up uh, first today, and she uh, she went right in. She went right in at a, and was bringing up her record and uh, how, you know, to follow the track. So she just followed and just pulled up everything she's done in her career as a judge, as a federal judge, and uh, it was fiery. It was nice. Yeah, but she's refusing to commit to a position, right? They're like, how yeah, would yeah, you she, do this and that? And she's like, I'm not getting involved. She's yeah, like she's the said, definition of like, like, um, like, mid middle brow you know she's just like in the middle of everything belligerently so yeah do you believe that though do you believe she's in the middle of everything or no, she's just no, not she's saying conservative as fuck she's yeah. more conservative she's, than yeah. Scalia and she looks up to Scalia and she's more conservative than that motherfucker yeah and she wrote that article about you know uh after Trump got inaugurated she wrote that article about how she was against that uh uh, uh, Roberts, Judge Roberts sided with the liberals on a, on that decision about the health care bill. Yeah, right, right. So she yeah. is she anti health care? Is that what she wants? She wants to take away her health care? Is this what that's this what it sounds wants? like? Great, can't wait. Love that for us. <laughs> what is she going to take away that we do? We don't have health care. <laughs> well, you, you, you should have. You should. You got access to health care, and uh, she said they're trying to not only take away health care. They said they're going to replace it, but they never showed anything they're going to replace it with. And they keep, uh, you know, fishing with this uh, pre-existing condition shit. And they know they want to take that out. But they they do. They're going to keep that in there. And they know they don't want to. They don't want it. And you know what? Now it turns out that COVID is like so COVID-y and weird. And if you have had it, then you count as having a pre-existing condition. Did you know Shut up. I won't. Yeah. Yeah. So that actually affects like all of us. Wow. 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 Not just I the think disease. this woman is very shady. I mean, I don't want to talk shit about the kids because I actually think adopting is noble, but I it do is noble, but it's still kind of like ugh. yeah. No, you're right. I mean, it's where are they going to get haircuts? Who's cutting this black? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe she's going with. Maybe they're going with Madonna's kids. Oh yeah, well, the her kid's about twenty years old now. Ain't it? the black kid she had? He had no, black she man. has twins. She she adopted girl she twins. twins too. Lord have yeah. mercy. She think it's just Kmart for black babies. <laughs> but um, I mean, Amy Coney Barrett is, I think, abashedly and cert- anti-abortion. Yeah. Right. You know, I just don't believe a fucking word that comes out of her mouth is the yeah. problem. Well, I just don't believe if anybody is religious enough, and if you are, fine, but if you're religious enough to think that it's a baby right at conception, then you can't hedge when people ask you if you're pro or against abortion. You're obviously against abortion. You think it's a kid. And honestly, who can blame you? If you think it's a baby, you should be against abortion. I don't think it's a baby. I think it's living cells. But if you think it's a baby, of course you're against abortion. Why not just say I'm against abortion? Because I think it's a kid. But the, the well, irony is that those people are yeah. like totally for war and totally for violence. But right. Like, like no violence against cells. <laughs> Don't hurt cells. Yeah, right. We're totally happy killing brown people and black people overseas, but don't kill cells. But it's also you. It's like the big clump of cells that's you, right? The woman. Right. Fuck but- you. Fuck your cells. Fuck your clump of cells. But this clump of cells, I legislate. <laughs> yeah. Do you think you're going to lose that right, though? You think you're going to lose the right and uh, the right to choice? I think that even even now, imagining that we might lose the right to choose is scary as fuck, right? And then she's obviously going to be confirmed. So, like, this right now is scary enough. 
She's going to be on the court for 30, 40 years. Easy. For 30, 40 years. Well, you know, they were saying they want, they, it would be constitutional if they made an amendment saying that instead of for life, it's like a really long 18 year term. That would be totally constitutional. Okay. And they're never going to do it. Mm -hmm. No, they'll never do that. They'll, they'll never, never do that. But well, here's what they can do. They can, the Democrats can add seats to the court. Can they? Yeah. They under, have the right to under a Biden presidency, though, and I yeah. think I think Trump's going to win again. I think Trump's yeah. going to win too. I, I think, think he's going to win easily, guys. I think it's going to be honestly all these polls. The more they say the polls are this and that, the more I'm like, fuck your polls. Don't yeah, you feel you don't need a poll to feel a feeling? Like we're all people, and we live in this country of energy. I feel the energy. Trump is on his way back. I don't, I don't feel this. There's going to be rioting either way. Like each side is going to throw a fit no matter who wins. You're right. I think, um, I think, uh, if, well, I don't feel the same way I felt in 2016 when I knew Trump was going to win hands down. It was going to be a fucking, a landslide. That's when he was going to get in. You think this it's going to be I don't a contest? People I, I knew don't feel the same way this time. In 2016, like you were one of the few people that were like, "He's going to win." I was like, "There's yeah. no." I was like, living in my little Hillary world, and I was like, "There's <laughs> no, that would never happen." And Sherrod was like, "He's going to win." Yeah, right. you were right. All you have to do is take a drive around this country. Yeah. Right. And suddenly you're like, "Oh shit!" This I mean fucker is going to win. Now you say this really Queen, Whoop, dude, I didn't even take a drive around the country. I just went to Queens and saw a bunch <laughs> of Trump <legs. laughs> Now, did you see that this time too? You've seen a lot of Trump stuff around? In, in, not in Manhattan. In no. Queens, you see that, so yeah. Not yeah. in Manhattan, maybe, but if you go to Westchester or Staten Island. Yeah. yeah. Or any place outside of the state of New York. Yeah, right. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a lot. I, I mean, I didn't see it. But first of all, we had, wasn't able to travel uh, this year, like uh, back in the uh, other election. So I was flying other places, landing and seeing Trump pins everywhere, like the signs and shit. I was like, okay, then they go and win. But right. this year, we wasn't able to travel around and get the. You know, I was in the Midwest in fucking June or uh, out out west in April. So I don't right. know. I couldn't see it like firsthand how the signs and stuff, like that kind of propaganda was up. But I'm hearing that it's not as much as it was before. For Trump? Yes. Interesting. I don't know, because you know what, COVID, we're not traveling. So we don't have our like on the ground data of what people are thinking right. who aren't us. And plus people don't hate Joe Biden. They might not want to vote for him, but nobody they hated Hillary. Hillary was hated Hillary. They hated Hillary. Yeah, right. Is yeah, Joe Biden somebody... gonna live? Is he gonna live? <laughs> Is he going to live? Yeah, it's not. It's, that's not the worst question I've ever heard. I mean, he's about to check out. The guy if he, when uh, gets he's... elected and he doesn't live. And Moesha's the president. <laughs> <laughs> when he's debating, I. I rejoice when he finishes a sentence and he is still living. <laughs> Every time, like, is he going to make it through the sentence? <laughs> yes. All right. Well, then we're okay for five seconds. Yeah, Kamala Even, Harris, first first female female president. Maybe. I think he'll he'll live. White people live. Don't y'all have y'all not learned that yet? <laughs> I mean, Ronald Reagan. He's like a of dementia. 
during right. his- Right. Yeah, Ronald Reagan had dementia, he was still breathing. Dick Cheney had eight heart attacks in his 30s. <laughs> <laughs> that motherfucker's still here. He's still here. Still here. Is he All still right? here? Evil He's keeps still here. alive. Will mediocrity keep Joe Biden alive? Do you think Joe Biden's mediocre? I think that like we are basing this on what we see right now, but Joe Biden has had a long career of like being coherent. He's <laughs> 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 like raping a bunch of people. Too. Did he? You know what? I have. I'm going to say something a little controversial, but it's race wars, and I can do that. Uh, I don't think that just because someone said someone screamed rape, it means where there's smoke, it does not mean that there's fire. I think that we have to be discriminating about the smoke because yeah. we have to remember that this is not a zero stakes game. This is not like someone going, oh, Joe down the street, he fucked me up. Okay, well, tell me what happened. Oh my God, that sounds awful. This is a high stakes political game. Someone says you rape me, I want to know um, what the fuck you're on about. Who's, who contacted you to say that? I'm not saying don't believe it. I would never say that. But I'm saying, why yeah, is this happening now? Oh, no, yeah. it, it's not happening now. It came out a while ago. We've just been ignoring it. Mm -hmm. But you're saying, but this came out during, I'm saying during this cycle, though. This isn't like, uh, this isn't like news that came out 30 years ago, been buried and now whatever. These are people that came out recently. And I'm saying, could be true. Uh, obviously, could, there could be true. I'm not, I'm not ruling on the truth of it or whatever, but I'm also saying there's agendas here, right and left. Let's not forget. Yeah. Yeah. But between these two, I mean, Trump's record is not stellar when it comes to broads. No. Well, so that's not even a criteria now to be elected or not. Right. Well, Adrian um, Iapucci, is that how I say her last name? The comic? Iapucci. Iapucci had oh. written, thank you, um, had written. At this point, we're just voting for the guy who has the least number of rapes. Or <laughs> who's accused of the least <laughs> So you're right. I mean, uh, all else being equal. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, just... <laughs> yeah, but isn't that the funny thing about this election that all else is not equal? We can't even say that here. All else being equal, I would pick this. Like, nothing's equal. Everything's a complete shit show, right? Totally. So then this, like, little bit of information comes out, and I go, you know what? Rape is horrific, but for the first time in my life, I'm saying I think rape is neither here nor there at this point. I know. And it's that's, not bad. that's a sad commentary, but at the same time, too, maybe just social media makes these things more transparent. Right. Because I, I would doubt there's any president in the last 50 years who isn't a rapist. Sure. Obama. Obama? Allegedly. Obama? Listen, you know if there was any, there isn't a white if, Listen, as much as these people, <laughs> as much as these people hated Obama, if it was anything that was yeah. even kind of fucking sketch, they yeah. would have ran with it. Immediately. We would still be hearing about it now. No, Obama had to have the squeakiest record that anyone's ever yeah. had. Ever. Yep. Like, and you know, Ever. that's any black person and any female running for office has to have a bulletproof yeah. fucking record. Any man running for office, can we just assume there's been rapes? So, how, yeah. can we just, and so let's skip over the have you raped and just ask how many? Totally. Totally. <laughs> Clinton, I mean, Bill Clinton was like hanging out with like Epstein, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, there's, there's, there's like, there's rape accusations against Bill Clinton going back to his Oxford days. Like, they totally. didn't. Like, he was reported to the police while he was still a graduate student at Oxford for sexual assault. Like, that, like, way, like, that's not a political thing. That's, like, no. 
He's an unknown. Well, we did say sometimes great people, I mean, good people, great people ain't good people. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. And sometimes great people rape people. <laughs> sometimes. Guys, this is a fact. <laughs> that should be on a t-shirt immediately. <laughs> so you do think that trump's getting back in i do i, I do. do i mean look we would have here's the thing you're you're fighting against the status quo and the status quo has so much inertia that in order to get him out of office it wasn't like you know the in 2016 you had to have this incredible amount of energy to get him elected and it happened and now the standard for how much energy you need to like boost him back into office is lower because it's already at somewhat 2016 levels you know what i mean he just kind of has to stay sort of there I think that if the economy doesn't crash, I mean, I don't think historically there's ever been a case when the incumbent president doesn't get reelected when the economy is good. Yeah, um, the economy is okay. Well, the economy is always like, it's, it's regional for one, and it's like, it depends right. on who you talk to. Right. If it's good enough, you know what I'm saying? For comics, not so much right now. Not so much right now, no. I mean, yeah, everybody, but, but you know people, what? If old people feel like they don't got their shit, it could be problems. It could be problems. I mean, this is a pivot, right? If the middle right? class feel like they get they disappear, in which they do, it could be problems. There is problems, but you know, he's and these stimulus checks, these stimulus checks ain't coming in. They're it could not. Be a problem. But we said, you know, everybody was saying once the stimulus runs out, once the you know boosted unemployment runs out, all your shit's gonna hit the fan. You're gonna have everybody freaking out, and it didn't happen like that. I thought it was gonna be this big. Well, plus shit here's show. the thing. Because people don't freak out about anything. We're we're too like distracted by Tiger King. I mean, but people have like, been freaking out nonstop. Yeah. People freaking but you, no, you, can't, you can't talk about the economy and not bring up COVID because yeah. COVID is running the economy right now. So right. everybody right now has less money unless you're Jeff Bezos. Everybody got less money. Right. But Donald so Trump that would, will affect the vote. That, that will affect the vote. But Donald Trump was handed this pandemic and basically had an opportunity to save the country. And I mean, I don't think it could have been more poorly handled. Exactly. If and that's tried. what people want to feel. And yeah. people are going to feel that in their pocket and that's going to fucking make them lose. Yes. And don't also forget that even if he doesn't win, like they'll probably just steal it because they're all fucking criminals. That's what they're looking at. That's why, you know, people on the left and Pelosi and them, they already, you know, doing things now to, to combat that situation when it happens. We all looking forward to it happen on November 3rd or whatever, the day after voting. It's going to be some type of, oh, we, gotta count, we can't count the votes that's mailed yeah. in. Or, oh, right. these are wrong. Or, right. oh, here's an example of something that, that was uh, thought. He's going to try to, and he's trying to make everybody, first of all, he's making everybody look dumb. Even people who collect mm -hmm. the votes in each state, it's like, we're not incompetent, son of a bitch. We down mm -hmm. here learning everything. <laughs> so it's like, he's making everybody, if not him, look like idiots. Yep, there's and that's no outcome. Well, that here, this is here's the weird mindfuck promise of this election that that it's guaranteed that there's no outcome that's not going to make people freak out. It's not possible. And whatever happens, if he wins, if Trump wins, if Biden wins, if Trump wins and uh, if Trump loses and doesn't leave, if Biden wins, or like it, there's no outcome that's not going to be wild. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember. Oh, Trump's I, I a crybaby, so it's going to be a lot of It's going to be a lot of It's going to be sour grapes. It is. 
It's going <laughs> to smell the grapes from here. There's no, there's no grapes on sour. There's no grapes are going to be on sour. also going to be like this. America, I'm praying for you because I don't know what to tell you now. It's going to be yeah. a lot of that shit. <laughs> people, that might make motherfuckers violent. It is. And, you know, he's not just going to, like, lose and go away. He's going to be out there. He's going to have, like, I, I don't we'll trust him to not be, be, be building a little weird Trump army in this country, making, pulling some weird move a year from now. Oh, when he loses, oh, yes. When he loses, he's, first thing he's going to do is start his own news network. You're probably right. Right away. Right away. As on the ground running, nigga. That's because he's smart and he knows he already does it now that if you control information you control what people think it's gonna we take all have, the fox viewers it is and all we don't the have the resource well fox news fucking sucks fox news is on its way out even people who traditionally watch fox, fox news are no one's happy with it right the left is like fuck you fox news you're so far to the right and the right's like you're not right enough right you know yeah, he's gonna start this, 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 yeah. might push, this might push us yeah. into a worse situation with yeah. this new network that he's gonna start and plus this conservative ass court mm-hmm. you're right I pray for this country, country is a shit show right now it is a shit show right now but we have, i know i i mean you know here's the other thing i think that's like gonna contribute to a trump win is like you know, they talk about polls all the time, and these are like college-educated people asking other college-educated people what they think, so it skews a oh, certain good. way. And we have made it so, um, we've made it so toxic for anyone to actually come out and be like, yeah, I'm undecided. Like, how many, th- there's people that you know, that I know, who aren't actually sure how they're going to vote, who feel like they could never yeah. ever say it publicly because it would ruin them. Why can't people just speak up? And you're talking about white people, first of all. First of all, you're talking about white people. That's a white people thing. The black people be like 90% of say Biden and the 10% of them that say Trump, they're going to say it. Yeah, right. They ain't going to hide it. Yeah, right. Oh, black people going to tell you what the fuck they do. White like, people are sneaking as shit with their fucking voting ways. Fine, even but tell fine. Just with voting, they're sneaky as shit with a lot of other stuff, too. Okay, but about voting specifically, I think it would help people if we could normalize... Um, of normalized saying, I don't know, and not freak out at people and not go, why, you don't know? How could you say that? He's pure evil. Fucking relax, calm down. If someone's actually not sure, or they're like, but I believe that a fetus is a baby. Okay, let's talk it out. Let's talk about the other issues. How are you feeling about, let's weigh these things with other stuff. Like people can't even talk. I think uh, that's the thing now. I think people- is like the fact like the right kind of politicized morality in the eighties with abortion, right? So it's like, rather than it being like, we're voting for someone based on issues, it becomes like a moral thing. We have to vote for this person because of abortion. Right. And the left has, the left has right. like realized racism and sexism and all these other things. And so the idea is that like, who you vote for is like a fundamental reflection of your, your basic morality as a human right. being, rather than like, I'm voting based on an issue. Right. And, Comes a reflection of your identity rather than a choice that you're making. Yep. And at this point, it's like, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I like if you pro-choice and you middle class and you're a white woman, Mm -hmm. why would you vote for Trump? Right. Because you. Because just just because of the pro-choice situation. Your husband told you to. Because you're rich. Because you're greedy and you're rich, probably. I mean, and you're maybe you're racist. Maybe, there you go. 
There you go. Um, I mean, but people have actual reasons that, and this is, I, I kind of, I'm not accusing anybody here of anything, but I am saying that the left has made it really hard to have this discussion and that people have their reasons that are important to them. Yeah. And right. for example, you know, abortion is just one. And by the way, if you think that's an actual human child, okay, then you think it's a kid and you think it's murder. What can I say? I can't, can't even really argue with that, right? Then that's a very important point to you. If I thought they were murdering babies, then I would be all up in arms about it. But that's just not how I feel. But people vote on... People vote on Israel, for example, and like Trump's been great for Israel. He's been great for certain industries. Like we can't discount this and say, you're evil. You're fucking evil for even speaking up. Well, then people won't speak up. We don't have an accurate count and he's going to win. You can't shame people like that. You can't shame him. But I think, I, I, I feel like the tide's turning. And I can I say it uh, based on how the Republicans are taking all this. How Mitch McConnell and the boys are taking all this. Even fucking Lindsey Graham fighting for his spot in South Carolina. Uh, the black dude running against him raised $57 million in a fucking week or some shit. Mm -hmm. The largest amount ever raised. I think they are feeling the heat where they're from. And that's something that, you know, the national news might not always talk about it. But if you dig, you can find where these fires are locally, but mm -hmm. not just not in your area. Right. And that's a different vibe than I felt in 2016. It right. wasn't shit like that. It wasn't grassroots shit like that for, uh, for Hillary or around just from the Democrats. Now it's a different vibe because you got the Black Lives, you got fucking COVID, and you got a motherfuckers dropping the ball on all of it. And right. people who just like that want a regular life and you want them shit to be calm in the area and no, no riots or even protests. They don't want protests. They want people to be treated right. They're going to say right. enough of this shit. And I think they are fed up, and that's going to make the difference. I think a lot of old people are fed up. And yeah, right. older stuff, I think old people are going to make a difference. And, even, and Joe Biden is one of them, too. And even Trump making fun of Biden being old and said he belongs in a nursing home. They had that yeah, new right. commercial yeah. where he's in a nursing home. It's like people in a nursing home are like, yo, fuck you. <laughs> I'm in a nursing home. Fuck, and I think Here's I the thing, though. Well, okay. the people in nursing home are dead because Cuomo sent COVID patients there. <laughs> there. Nobody's in nursing homes anymore. <laughs> Cuomo killed all of them. <laughs> all the people in nursing homes are dead now. We don't have we don't have a candidate whose victory would make people like half the country not feel like they're being fucked. I think right. like, that's the big thing. If Trump wins, half the country thinks they're gonna fucking die and that they're completely fucked. And if Biden wins, we have millions of people who feel the same way. We don't actually have but a candidate that thing. appeals to both. Yeah, feelings is one thing, but here's the thing. You can get a candidate who could be president for both sides. Mm -hmm. You can, you and yet we have not. Him, but he can still act like he's there for you, too. Even though you ain't vote for him, he's right. still your fucking president. Yeah, so I mean... One candidate, I think, in his place can do that, and one candidate clearly cannot. Yeah. I mean, even though Cuomo killed all those people, I feel like he really stepped up after that and sort of offered New York this leadership that made you feel a little bit safer, even yep. though he just killed your grandma. So it's a little bit complicated. The problem is, is that we're being given a binary choice and you can understand why people aren't excited about Joe Biden for a lot of different reasons. Of course. I mean, look, I'm, you know, for me, like, you know, my neighbor's dog could be running and I would be voting for him. Yeah. Um, I never voted in all the years I voted. I'd never voted for president and was like this. Ah, they so damn good. Yeah. Both of them were so good. I don't know yeah. what to do. Right. <laughs> well, the problem is like, it's so, how, how do you it's get like a so great, bad. Who the fuck? 
how do you get a great candidate who is a good politician, so just good at the job, right? The job of leadership, which is his own job, the job of like knowing how shit works, which is his own thing, and excites people, which is its own thing, right? It's like you could get a, an actor, entertainer to get people excited, but how do you get someone like that who's also good at it, good at the job of being well, The closest we came to two good candidates, from my opinion, was when it was Obama and McCain. Yeah, right. Because McCain had fucking character. You can say what you want about his policies or whatever. Oh, he's conservative. McCain had character, even yeah. from the fucking campaign when people was like, oh, he's a he's a, a Muslim and, and he stopped the woman in his own fucking rally and stopped her instead of cheering it on and smiling like Trump would do. Yeah, McCain right. had fucking character and he loved his country. And that was the closest, like, McCain, I didn't hate McCain at all. I liked him a lot. Mm -hmm. Am I the only one not getting high right now? I'm also not high, but I'm, I'm, <laughs> I eventually maybe yes. <laughs> I wish the candidates would do this. We're so split down the middle of this. If you're you watching this on YouTube. <laughs> it would be amazing if just Trump and Biden would have these conversations, just smoking a joint while they're talking. <laughs> can you I mean, guys? Broken. Them smoked a joint. <laughs> Broken Sharadi, can you guys pretend to pass the joint from Brookie from the bomb, and then Sharadi, you pretend to get it from her square. Brooke, will you pass him the joint from from your square? <laughs> okay, now you grab Absolutely. it. Yes. <laughs> have you seen those TikToks where like have you seen those TikToks where, where all these kids are on Zoom in class and like one of them pretends to kiss the other and the other moves all the way away? Oh, <laughs> just kids striking out right and left on Zoom. <laughs> it's so cute. Somebody gonna say that's assault. I'm a I just did it. Here, I'm kissing your head nightmare it's a nightmare i think most of my students just like like call in and then put their phone in another room and ignore me for an hour <laughs> wait what happened you teach oh you teach on zoom explain that to people nightmare. yeah so how's that work it, it doesn't work <laughs> things that don't work for 500 karen <laughs> what are you what are you teaching yeah what are you doing i teach literature and yeah, I teach Shakespeare to random kids in Baltimore on Zoom. It's a nightmare. Okay, I went to <laughs> I went to college in Baltimore. I went to Morgan State. What school do John Hopkins? What school you working with? John Hopkins. Yeah, yeah. What Johns Hopkins or Compton State? Johns Hopkins. I teach Johns Hopkins. Yeah. John Hopkins. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Hopkins. So what are you doing over there? Are you teaching kids literature from Johns Hopkins? Like I teach college writing and call in like early literature classes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that. Well, That's now impressive. <laughs> well, now you do. A bit. You. <laughs> I thought you was just a fucking uh, good venue for mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> you had a good time. So how old are these kids? Like two weeks ago, Sherrod, like you had a how, how old are these kids? Like 19, 20, like, like college kids? Sherrod, Sherrod like sprouted wings. He was so happy. <laughs> oh, that was great. <laughs> Who, how old these kids? Like college kids? How long have you been doing that? Kids. They're college mm. freshmen. College oh, freshmen. Freshmen and sophomores. I teach like, I'm not like a tenure track professor, but I teach like college writing, like introduction to literature. Right. <laughs> Survey of Britain. And how many kids usually, how many students usually are in a class when you teach it online? Online? I mean, it depends on the college. So uh, like the CUNY schools that I've taught at, it's like, it's like 30. The private schools like John yeah. Hopkins. 
in Marymount, which I also teach at, it's like 14, you know, so mm -hmm. it, right, right. it depends on how much their parents are paying. <laughs> now, do you talk about their political thoughts? Because they're old enough to vote now, so. It, you know, that's really interesting, like, because I, I felt like, you know, I'm, I'm pretty radical lefty, you know, yeah. and so when I first started teaching, like, a lot of my students were way to the right of me, you know, and now I feel like they're on board, like they're, they're, they know that they're getting fucked over. They know that they're going into stupid debt for a college degree that won't get them a good job. They know that the environment is fucked. They know that they're technological slaves. They, they feel very much this kind of sense of nihilism about where yeah. the going they feel like they've been handed nothing been and handed who can fucking promise. blame them and they i mean know, we they know that they've been handed an empty promise they do and you know what i remember when our generation started finding that out and by our generation i mean me personally <laughs> <laughs> and Sherrod's known me the entire time that's so funny to be talking to someone who's watched me be so excited to be at ny fucking you and then slowly there's a recession and i don't know what i'm doing and you know i'm taking a semester off and figuring out my life and i'm two hundred thousand in debt and like the whole fucking thing comes crumbling down and then I'm like I'm gonna go into comedy and then I was like well fuck school <laughs> not that I regret <laughs> getting the education but it slowly dawned on me what an epic racket it was and it's so funny because school is the thing that like it does add real value but at, at too much of a cost right it's like not you're paying too much for the value you're getting you're getting value but yeah, it, ain't, it ain't enough it, add, it adds value there's a lot more connections there's a lot more and more connections you make in college you know that. Sure. And I got a great education, but it's like, you know, there's kids now who aren't getting any of their housing deposit back or whatever, and they're not even in student housing and colleges flat out. That money has been spent. They are never getting that money back. I think two colleges got sued and didn't want to fight the lawsuit, so they refunded people. Everybody else has been paying tens of thousands of dollars to live in dorms that they're not allowed to be in. No way. Yes, it is a scam. I'm telling education's not a scam, but college is a scam. College. The, the, even, it, even, the, even the dorms, even the dorms in the areas that you are allowed in, you don't want to go in. So no, you should have an option and not the pay for everything. Right. Well, like, NYU does well, cafeterias open, so they have, like, a delivery service for food right now. So, like, everyone gets their food delivered to them in, in their dorm room, you know? Like, that's right. how people in dorms is, like, you have no communal space. And the entire point of college is, like, you're supposed to have an intellectual academic uh -huh. environment, and that's been completely mm. taken away as well via COVID. Right. Yeah, well, you know, have you seen, so there's TikToks of these NYU kids showing what they're, showing people the food that they're getting delivered, and it's oh, like, really? it's like fire festival style. So first of all, do you know how much it costs to go to NYU? I'm sure you do. It's, it's exorbitant. It's, it's, it's disgusting. <laughs> and they have so much money. Everybody's paid so much money. Their buildings cost so much money. You know who doesn't see that money is you, the student, ever. <laughs> Everything that you want or need, you're going to have to pay extra for. Like, that never crossed my mind when I was there. But, like, why is it that my 50 grand a year doesn't cover books? What is it about books that makes them exempt from my tuition? What is that? So now they're being fed, like, a slice of bread, a slice of cheese, and a lettuce, and they're calling it a day. <laughs> why where's those where does that money go like honestly i would like to know where the fuck does your money go administrators like the vast, the vast majority of academic academic money goes to like like bureaucratic middle administrators like faculty doesn't yeah that. a lot of money a lot of money going to the staff and shit i teach it like a a, a 
prestigious university, Johns Hopkins or whatever, I, I make less than a thousand dollars a month teaching there. Like that's crazy. God damn. And they, it's not for lack of money. It's so crazy. I mean, I know like the, the president of NYU makes millions of dollars. lives this gorgeous brownstone on oh, yeah. Washington yeah. Square North or whatever. Like it's absolutely exorbitant while you're freezing in flip-flops in the snow, which is yeah. your own choice, <laughs> which was a choice. I will say I did choose that. But that's why schools. That's why Bernie was right. Bernie Sanders and said school, uh, higher education needs to be free. It needs yeah. to be free to everybody. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. I mean, when I was in grad school, I taught um, like intro to writing and stuff mm -hmm. also. And this was, you know, I don't know, 20 years ago or whatever. And I was in school in Arizona. Um, and what I found with my freshman students was that they had no idea about, like they were just regurgitating mm -hmm. this sort of right-wing rhetoric that their parents had taught yeah. them. Yeah. And it wasn't until like, you know, they learned what critical thinking was that they were like, oh shit, maybe that's not actually true. Right. So it's nice to hear that it's a little bit different now, um, Brooke. It sounds like they're, I mean, maybe it's because they're also at Hopkins, mm -hmm. um, has something to do with that. Um, or maybe kids are just, I don't know, they have access to like this information that they didn't have 20 years ago. But you're supposed to be dumb when you're 18. Like that's part of growing up is you're supposed to come into school filled with your parents' ideas and you're diehard. Like you think you really know it even though you don't and know you it. Don't you know just shit. think it, you don't know shit. And that's part of growing up is you come to, you're supposed to come to school like a complete idiot. But some people come in and know things. Some people know exactly what's going on and now you're in a sea of motherfuckers who don't. Mm -hmm. So it's like, who do I talk to? <laughs> right. Well, I feel bad for the kids who like did the did the adult thing and like took a gap year to like grow up and like take school seriously. And now, I mean, I took a single semester off and that's when you and I met Sharati. And when I came back, I felt different. Like I just didn't feel, I didn't hang out with people except for comics that I'd already met outside of school. Like I didn't feel the same as the kids that were in school the whole time. You just are like, oh shit, this is, there's, there's the real world. Yeah, it's, it's an eye-opener, motherfucker. Yeah. When you first get a taste of it, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, this changes everything. Changes and that's why people everything. later on in life go like, oh, if I could go back now with what I know now, it's like, right. but you need to catch up to what you need to know. Yeah, right, I know. Why I, you need to know it. I also think there's like something really privileged about graduating from high school and going to college and not having to like think about where I am and you know most yeah. people don't have that luxury yeah. right exactly yeah yeah that's true that's true everybody don't have that option of going to college or you know if you even come in if you like a you know middle to lower class person grad about to graduate high school you like uh, college is not on really on your mind if you ain't got no you know grants or some scholarship or is a maybe like a local college or some shit but yeah not, like you're not just waiting for envelopes to come saying you're accepted and you're like yeah. oh no. luckily I was in that position mm -hmm. when I was coming up but I knew friends who wasn't in that position they yeah. knew right away that they're going to get a job right after high school period 
or you're going to community college for two years, and then maybe you're going to be able to matriculate into, into another school. But you know right. what? I, absolutely no shame in that game at all. And so my, my dad runs the online like distance um, department of Community College of Philadelphia, which is which is a job <laughs> like the kids who go into community college of Philadelphia have been super underserved by the city of Philadelphia. Some of them come in not knowing how to read and write or do yeah. math. It's like, it's a very remedial program for a lot of these kids. My dad is the, an angel and he considers this public part of like his public service to do this job and help these kids. And now that everything's online, his department all of a sudden is blown up. Right. And he's saying right. that the cool thing is it's attracting. So not only is it a better program for kids who are going to take the program anyway, but it's attracting kids who were just like planning on going to an NYU or Johns Hopkins or whatever, who are like, fuck this. I'm not spending a hundred grand for two years to right. not be at school. Let me be at this community college and then transfer my credits over. And it's like, I think it's raising the standard of community colleges and it's going to make, me, you know, we have such a stigma in this country of like community college. Ugh, you must be dumb and poor, like vocational training, gross. I know I always need a plumber, but fuck you for studying that. Like, I think it's becoming more of a thing of like, we're doing what we got to do. And these are like awesome options. I think the you know the coronavirus uh, even out the fucking playing field yeah. for a lot of these schools. It's like every school is the University of Phoenix now because all y'all need to come Listen, no joke. My niece got into Harvard and got a full scholarship to Harvard, and she lives in Germany, and she's studying online remotely like the fucking University of Kazakhstan. So <laughs> good for her. That's I crazy. Mean, like, well they're not they're not Harvard's not less expensive just because you're not at Harvard. That's so it's less expensive to get a full scholarship though. It's less expensive yeah. when you get a full scholarship, but it's still it still must sting that you know they it's their their price list has not changed at all and the services that they offer are so diminished you know like part of being at college is being at college you're paying for it yeah. you're paying well, the part of being on college the campus is that name that harvard name still right. rings a bell nigga when you walk into a goddamn interview i don't care what year you went it does and that's I what mean, you're paying for that's essentially what you're paying for it is i no just wanted a sweatshirt yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wear my Harvard tie. $100,000 tuition a year, a sweatshirt. I'm like, honey, can you just pick me up a sweatshirt, please? <laughs> they still give you a pop quiz if you want to buy a sweatshirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm never throwing away my NYU sweatshirt. I wear it constantly. It cost me a quarter million fucking dollars. <laughs> I'm going to wear that sweatshirt until I die. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna get buried in a fucking sweatshirt i am yeah i know it's weird and bleak but you know what i think like especially for this like adorable gen z that is so good at like just a random has all these random skills we never had like just professional video editors right and left just these 16 year olds <laughs> um they're gonna be okay like i feel like they're the ones who are like right how you guys no disrespect how you guys did it it don't work <laughs> and we're gonna just figure it out our own way like they're the ones who are gonna kind of like plinko down the new status quo you know what i mean it's gonna settle right. totally. and they're like we're gonna also stay home because like there's no school shootings this way right yeah it's hard to shoot a motherfucker online but we'll figure it out <laughs> <laughs> you know life always death always finds a way <laughs> i mean white people find a way to mass shoot 
if though if I can say one thing for white people and, and I, I do speak on behalf of us we find a way to shoot <laughs> we will yeah, find a way to murder true, yeah. <laughs> we will find a way to kill you we will find a way to murder you yes it's what we do they definitely figure it out so uh, you, uh, what's your plans for the rest of the year since COVID got us and you know today ain't gonna be open like it's supposed to be open anybody got uh, big plans from here to uh New Year's Eve I'm just trying to stay out of the psych ward. <laughs> <laughs> that makes three, that's fucking four of us. That makes all of us. <laughs> and it's a very noble dream. My main goal for the year is like, don't go back to the psych ward, Brooke. <laughs> yeah, my mental structure is getting tested on this one. Yeah. I think it's really doing. Are you like losing your mind? I feel like I'm really starting to lose my mind. Oh, oh I, yes. I think I lost it and been lost it. Well, what are you missing the most, Periel? I'm really missing, like, doing this in person, to be yeah. honest with you. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. I think also, like, I miss people. I miss the city. Yeah. And I think just this, like, the nature of what we do is, like, we hang out so hard and so much just yeah. in comedy. Um, yeah. Like, so there are the shows, which, you know, I also miss, but then there's also everything that goes around that. Yeah. I miss um, that the most. I miss that the most. The camaraderie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. The, the, you know, snapping on each other, just having a laugh, giving oh, a hug, yeah. giving a pound. Yeah. Always having a place to go. You can always show up at the club and hang out with yeah. other comics and like, you'll run into people that you haven't seen yeah. before. Like just having that like kind of home, home base to like bounce off of. That's what right. I miss. I think that's why I'm shocked that more comedians ain't died during this. Yeah. (laughs) You're right. By suicide. (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) Honestly, this is a real question (laughs) since we're all four comics. Like, what are people doing? You know, people are not like whatever your income was from comedy before this, it's dried to a trickle. If you're lucky enough to make any money doing it at all. I mean, I'm still like owed spot money that I'm just probably never gonna see. That's fine. I know nobody has any money right now, but like what are people doing? Like, what are people pivoting to? I'm sucking a lot of dick. I don't know about you girls. <laughs> you getting paid for that, though? <laughs> I had to suck a dick in my Nobody. mouth I became president. It's my protest. <laughs> I mean, okay, but Sean, I'm not asking about your hobbies, not what you do to relax. What are you doing, like, for money? <laughs> for money? Just, you know, I had money saved, but it's dwindling. Yeah. And um, I still got some cash coming in from different things, but not, but, you know. I just miss comedy, like stand-up being my number one thing. I'm, I'm yeah. t- Like a podcast is fine, but like I said before, podcast is a side bitch. This ain't the wife. You have been, you have, so your, your rage at podcasts has been boiling over. I thought you come in here and you go, fucking stupid, fucking race worse, fucking podcast, let's fucking do it. <laughs> <laughs> and it is, it's uh, like, because it's now the main bitch. It's like, that's annoying. I know. But it's also so, I mean, the podcasts have been keeping me sane. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. I agree. It kept me sane. I can't, I can't lie about it. I mean, it's frustrating because, you know, for everything we just said, but it's also like, I thank God for these podcasts. Yeah, you're right. You got to appreciate it, you know. Well, this I is mean, our are hanging you, like, out. Doing Zoom shows? Are you doing like stand-up Zoom shows? A little bit, but not. I was doing some more at the beginning when people were like, "This is all we have," and now I get asked to do them occasionally. But and I'll do them. I like making the little squares laugh. You know, it's kind of fun. But like, but um, 
It ain't the same thing, is it? Yeah. There's no replacement for no damn stand-up. It's not a replacement for stand-up. I like, you know, no, stand up for like, 20 years. This technology technology been out for six six months. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've been doing stand-up for 20 years. Mm -hmm. Ain't no way in the world some Zoom show gonna make up for that shit, for that room and that fucking laugh back and yeah. the vibe of the room and the it's feeling. It's not the same. It's like, I honestly, finishing a Zoom show. I've had to teach on Zoom, which is yeah. ruined and I'm like, I don't want to do a comedy too. <laughs> like, <laughs> finishing a Zoom show is like right after you come, right? It's like you finish the show, you made people laugh, feels good, and then you're in your fucking house, completely alone. Like all the stuff that makes killing yeah. worth it, it's like not worth it. It's like, oh, I made you yeah. guys laugh. Let me tell you a secret. And this is the secret of all comedians and I'm sorry to expose it, but nobody does this just for the, the altruism of making people laugh. I do it because it feels fucking great. And then afterwards I get to high five my friends and yeah. hang out or they make fun of me for bombing. That's also completely yeah. fine. And now and you might get some pussy. You might get some pussy too. And I might get some pussy. And you might get some pussy after And now too. I might get some pussy. And now there's no yeah, pussy. There's maybe. no pussy for Karen and, and everything's dried up. <laughs> yeah. it's I also now. feel like y'all didn't I'm, hear that danger field. What's wrong with Zoom pussy? Okay. <laughs> Where's the Zoom pussy? Show <laughs> the, me the Zoom. My pussy. screen just gets messed up. <laughs> it's just a bunch of fog. <laughs> get to feel nothing. I don't get to feel nothing, and I gotta wipe my screen after. <laughs> right. I um. I mean, but for me, I'm good. relatively new to doing stand up, and the thought of like standing in a field or something and like screaming at people is not yeah. why I started doing this. Have I you mean, been doing the, no. the park show? Really? No. Well, you guys over the summer, it was actually pretty fun because people were out there and you'd have like 15, 20 people. And it was actually really fun. You can like, Oh, I'm you know, sure they're amazing. The well, they're not amazing now. <laughs> it's freezing. And there's like two people and you're Nobody frozen. There's nobody out. Yeah, it's just Everybody's a different vibe. It's, it's dark, you know? Like, the problem that you have now is, like, if you're not doing it at, like, 3.34 in the afternoon, you're doing it in the dark. Like, it's just, it's not right. Yeah. I feel like it's one... And people got to fucking Zoom work. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like it's... I feel like I, that has got to be... I think it's amazing that people are doing it. It just feels, like, so difficult to yeah. wrap your... I mean, it's, like, an entirely different set of it's skills than like what you've been working yeah. on like how you yeah. perform in a room and that yeah. energy in a room it's and not the same. i don't know outside it just seems insane yeah, yeah. It's really yeah, we need a controlled environment. Like Jerry Seinfeld said, comedy stand-up needs a controlled environment, a controlled temperature, fucking noise kept out so you can right. control the room. Yeah. So yeah. doing it outside is just, look, it can you still be stand-up, but unless you got like, you know, it's like fucking odds fest, I mean, uh, odd, uh, oddball fest or some shit like that where they got outdoor shows with killer speakers and shit, yeah. you shows yeah. where yeah. you feel like you're inside, mm -hmm. then it's just going to be, it's just a different animal. But I mean, you can still have entertaining shows doing it, but it ain't the same. It ain't the traditional stand-up show that you're gonna have in a stand-up club yeah. or inside a place. What did you say before, Brooklyn? But it can be fun, I guess. Hmm? What did you say before when what? you made the air quotes? Oh, outdoors, the acoustics, like you needed like an enclosed yeah. space. It's like your voice. Yeah, you need that controlled sound. You do. Jokes. It fucks up the timing. I mean, you can do a lot of ad libbing and shit, but shit ain't always gonna come. You could be in the middle of a joke, and then some uh, somebody uh, fucking a bus blows his horn, and then a homeless man <laughs> shouts that he he's next, and the Frank man have a fight. 
Well, you can't, it's, it, to be fair, you are in their home. <laughs> you have actually yeah. moved into their yeah. home and now you are screaming yeah. jokes. Like, they don't need you there. They don't want yeah. you there. Like, at yeah. McCarran Park, they have this guy who, like, plays, what does he play? He plays some sort of drum or, like, some sort of, like, saxophone type of thing every single day. He's been doing that for, like, 30 yeah. years. And now we're in his park screaming our jokes yeah. at people and he's like, fuck you. Yeah. Why are you screaming yeah. over my saxophone? And we're like, I mean, yep. just... I saw one dude masturbating at the park, and he was angry that it was doing a show. He was like, every day, I come here at 3 p.m., the beat went off, and what is this? Knock, knock, shit y'all doing. <laughs> the problem is, is that everything that we do is, like, literally the opposite of what we're being told to do for COVID. It's, like, pack as many people as humanly possible into yeah. like the smallest space. Yeah. 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 And have them breathe and laugh on each other. Yeah, we're gonna be the last thing to open money. Yeah. We're gonna be the last I'm thing. I'm doing an indoor show tonight, like at, at the Grizzly Bear. That's like the first one I've done since March, which is crazy. Crazy. That's an illegal show, by the way. But at like twenty-five percent capacity, so it's like okay, great, ten people. You know, like I mean, ten people's not bad. Ten people's <laughs> ten people, right? I but you know, that's still illegal in New York because twenty-five capacity is only for restaurants, not for any indoor performances. That includes right. musicians, singers, stand-up comedians, jugglers, and motherfucking card yeah, players. You just yeah. become a police officer. <laughs> I just know that that shit is because people have been offering me shows at like Eastville. They want to do a show. I'm like, look, man, it ain't legal here yet, so I'm not gonna no, do it. Not. I and mean, are you not not nervous? Are you nervous? It's not worth it. I'm look. I got a kid. I got a daughter. I don't want to be have to quarantine from her. I've already been away from her long enough. So I don't know. I want to put her in jeopardy. So I'm not gonna make a stupid mistake for fucking fifteen dollars or some shit. Mm -hmm. I was actually asking Brooke. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Am I nervous about COVID? No, I mean, are you nervous about performing indoors? I already had it, so I feel like. I got it. My my friend Rebecca is a crossword puzzle creator. She did this crossword puzzle show like in March, and we all got COVID at that show. <laughs> like literally, really everyone at my table got the COVID. So we, I've already had it. So I'm not. I had it too, but I'm. I think nervous. I had it. I'm not nervous about getting it again. I just had the gastrointestinal thing. Like I just threw up. Like I was like I was just bulimic. Okay. Like, just, uh, just made you skinny. You lucky bitch. <laughs> Did you get an antibodies test? I haven't yeah. yet. And you have them. Mm -hmm. I, I had I had COVID and I had an antibodies test and I have antibodies, but I'm still nervous. I feel like no, nobody even knows what that means, though. The long-term effect. Knows. You know what the long-term effect is, too. It could be, you know. I don't really don't know. want my life enough to be nervous about COVID, to be honest with you. What? <laughs> I don't really value my life enough to be nervous about COVID. Like, yeah. if I die, I'm like, oh, well. Spoken no like a true comedian. <laughs> I was lucky enough that my AIDS ate all my COVID. I got it. <laughs> yeah. It just packed yum, in yum. your COVID away. Yum, yum, yum. <laughs> yum, yum. Yum, yum. <laughs> It missed Pac Man. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, this is a fucking bleak, man. Yeah, time. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you want to you you start us off with plugs? Well, anybody really can. Okay, Periel. Yeah. <laughs> what am I doing? Uh, we, you want to plug? Plug? Where can people so, find you? You so, can so. you can find me um, on Instagram at Periel Ashenbrand or um, at on the Comedy Cellar podcast live from the table. 
Yes, I'll be on there. I will too. Yeah, I have not been invited. <laughs> you are. You. You. Have, you're all invited. I want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Sherrod, yes, I sat coming. there like waiting for him, and I'm like, dude, where are you? And he, and this is almost a direct quote, and he goes, "Oh, sorry, I'm in the Hamptons," <laughs> and I'm like four bottles of wine in. <laughs> I was. I was smashed on the beach, baby. The one of my house was on the beach. Stay anyway. on brand. <laughs> anyway, enough about me. <laughs> <laughs> Brooke, you want to do some plugs? Brookie? Oh, yeah, I'll do some plugs. Uh, so you can check me out, uh, brookearnold.com. Uh, that's my website. Um, <laughs> I'm going to be on the new season of the Trevor Moore talk show on Comedy Central, so check ah. out my show. Support my Patreon because I'm broke. <laughs> <laughs> Love you. Money. <laughs> money, 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 money. White daughter? mushrooms <laughs> um you guys as always you can find me and i love it when you do uh on social i really only ever check instagram i really hate the others and i don't love instagram either but it's karen margolis k-e-r-e-n-m-a-r-g-o-l-a-s check out our youtube we post these really cute um race wars videos that the uh noon after the episode comes out so it's gonna be thursday at noon you guys can check this out if you want to watch instead of listen um rate us review us and check out two black guys with good credits my newest little project and if you do check it out let me know what you guys think about it because it's my new thing and i want to know what you think boom what a great episode side a sody sody sods all broads and me i liked it uh, yeah, make sure you go to, yeah, rate, check Race Wars. I got some patreon.com slash Race Wars. And go to Small Ball. Check out Small Ball, sports comedy show, uh, comedy podcast on uh, Embassy Row, and uh, so Apple Music and Spotify. And, yeah, your boy was on Barstool this week. So check out all my Barstool stuff. I did an episode of KFC on KFC Radio, and I did Answer the Internet, which was really good. We had fun with those fucking boys. And, uh, yeah, I mean, what... What a show, guys! What One a day show. we'll have we'll have the stage back. Ah, oh, I'm ready for my stage. Yeah. Oh. I'm not even sad about the stage. I'm more sad about the weed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming back swinging too. Ooh, I got some heat for niggas. I got some heat for everybody ass. Uh, thanks for doing the show. You had fun. Mm -hmm. Thank you for having me. Yes, love you guys. Guys, you were the best. I love you guys so much. Alright, bye guys. Love you. <laughs> Race wars. Race wars.